This WBEZ Tech Shift podcast is supported by the University of Chicago Booth School of Business, presenting the 63rd Annual Management Conference, a half day with faculty and industry leaders, on Friday, May 15th. More at chicagobooth.edu slash managementconference. Nyla Boudou, today in TechShift, Chicago has gotten a lot of attention for its open data efforts, but cities around the region are also getting into the space. Evanston launched its own open data portal in February and is starting to see how citizens are using the information and where to go next. Joining us now to talk about Evanston's efforts in data, as well as other things in the digital space, is Luke Stowe. He is the digital services coordinator for the city of Evanston. Hey, Luke, welcome to TechShift. Hi, great to be with you. Now, Evanston launched the portal, as I said earlier this year. What kind of data is the city making available to anyone? So we have a few dozen different data sets, um, ranging from utilities and public works to uh, building permit data, 311 data, uh, maps, employee compensation, and then fun stuff, too, like a list of parks and all the amenities associated with those parks. Now, I know that when we talk about this effort, it often happens with larger cities or bigger municipalities. Was it tough for a municipality of the size of Evanston to get into the space? Yeah, great question. So uh, I think only about one in seven uh, municipalities under population of 500,000 have an open data initiative. So we wanted to be an early adopter. But you're right. It, we don't have a whole dedicated open data team. So we had to work individually with uh, each of our different departments. Um, oftentimes with people who wear multiple hats to help them liberate the data from their individual software systems. Some of them are proprietary, not as easy to work with. So it was a little bit of a challenge because um, we obviously have uh, a little bit less resources than, say, Chicago or Philadelphia. They're doing great things with open data. Mm-hmm. That said, why did you all in Evanston want to do this? I think part of it was uh, Evanston in general is a tech-savvy community. We have a tech-savvy city council and city manager. I think it was part of, obviously, our efforts on open government and transparency, but also kind of a larger digital strategy that we want to uh, share the right content or data at the right time, place, and device. So I think that that tied into that as well. I wanted to ask you how you think this fits in with the social media strategy that you all have for the city. First of all, what is kind of your philosophy of how you all, your presence in different social media spaces? We've always been very active uh, for the last several years on social media, and we always feel that uh, social media is great because it's real-time. If it's done correctly, it's a two-way conversation. It's also mobile-friendly. Um, and most importantly, and I always evangelize this in the social gov space, is that if for no other reason um, cities and villages and counties should be uh, robust uh, on social media because uh, you want to have those relationships already built um, with your citizens, with your residents. You don't want to wait till that uh, natural disaster or other emergency management incident hits, and then all of a sudden you're scrambling to, to start your Twitter account. Mm-hmm. Luke, that said, where have you all found um, with Evanston, where's the best medium that you all have found to engage with residents in? Do you find that you have to be across every platform? Are there sp- particular places you've concentrated your efforts? We're obviously very um, active on Facebook and Twitter, but we've also found some success with other platforms like Instagram and Pinterest and so forth. And then we're also really big on messaging. So we have web chat on our city website, and we've integrated now we use a vendor called Staff Engage to manage the web chat. But then also you can now text, uh, two-way text uh, with a 301 representative to our 301 phone number. And we also manage that through the same platform as the uh, web chats on the city website. So that way uh, there's less... Um, 
challenges for staff because they can manage all from one dashboard, but the resident doesn't necessarily have to care whether they're emailing us or chatting with us on the website or texting us to our 301 phone number. Yeah, what kind of things can you two-way text? Um, so anything, uh, we, we take all kinds of uh, questions, comments, we take feedback, we uh, run surveys and polls, uh, and then we can open up service requests via uh, two-way texting with residents via our 10-digit 311 phone number. There's only really a, a, a very small handful of, of government agencies in the country that are doing something like that, a true two-way texting with 311. Yeah, that's a sounds like a great opportunity for people. I wonder how have you, how many people are using it right now. Do you feel like you've gotten the word out that your version of 311 uh, people can text you in Evans? Yeah, because when we initially launched a couple of years back, you had to send a special uh, keyword, Evanston, to a, a short code, a six-digit code. And we found that the adoption rates was not were not that uh, high. So instead, we, we converted to a system where people could directly text the 301 phone number. They could save the 301 phone number in a contact, as a contact in their phone, just like they would for their mom or their um, spouse or, um, or child. And so that way, it's really easy where people can literally just pick up their phone, text us. Uh, we've had hundreds of people um, using it, and what I think is most telling is that there's a lot of repeat users. So people seem to like it, and they use it uh, repeatedly. I wonder, as you said at the beginning, Luke, uh, you all are in this space, and it's an unusual space for a um, municipality the size of Evanston. Are you basing what you guys are doing on any other cities of this size, or where are you getting your inspiration from? We definitely draw uh, inspiration from the Chicago's and the Boston's and the Philadelphia's, uh, but there's also a lot of uh, great things going on at at, um, at some of the smaller population levels uh, with government agencies. But then probably our favorite place to steal ideas is actually from the private sector. So there's so many great things happening and moving very quickly in the private sector and the tech space. Uh, but we also we, we often try and steal some of those ideas and, and convert it for for our public sector use. How hard of a sell is this with other city departments and getting them on board? Do you find that you have to do, is it a real cultural shift, or do you find that maybe this is a cost-saving strategy that people are open to? I think for the most part, everyone was pretty open to it. So it wasn't too much of a challenge from a cultural shift like you might see in other um, municipalities. Uh, but for us, the biggest challenge was some of our software systems um, are proprietary and not, uh, they don't always have a, a robust uh, open API or it's not always easy to get data out of. So that's been the biggest challenge is not only getting the data out, um, but also keeping it sustainable so that there is a live integration with the system um, so that we're not having to weekly or monthly upload new data to the open data portal. Our three-on-one um, data, for example, every 30 minutes is updated automatically through our three-on-one CRM system because we have that live integration. That's Luke Stowe. He's the Digital Services Coordinator for the City of Evanston on not just its open data portal efforts, but everything that it's doing in the digital space. Luke, thanks so much for being with us. Thank you.